0: Welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Certified Financial Planner Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth, LLC. In this podcast, we help individuals and couples plan for a peaceful and enjoyable retirement. Join us on this journey where we explore the importance of simplifying the retirement planning process as Stephen, with his years of experience and expertise in retirement income planning, along with guest experts, will help you achieve first wisdom, then wealth. And don't forget to check out the Simplify Your Retirement online course and other great resources at SimplifyYourRetirement.com. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello and welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth. Good afternoon, Stephen. How are you? Doing great, Eric. How are you? Doing fantastic. It is warming up. I'm enjoying the outside. Um, You know, you kind of hibernate inside with this whole COVID thing and all that stuff that was going on. and. Now it's nice mm-hmm. enough to be out, so I'm I'm very happy that's about right.
2: that. It's good for good for our health, good for our uh, mental health, good for our physical health. That's for sure.
1: That's right, and uh, you know I burn pretty easily, so I'm I'm okay with that yes. though. I mean, <laughs> the sun is shining. I'll, I'll take it, even if it's right. a little bit of a burn. That's fine. All right, right. T- today we're talking about uh, retirement plans and kind of what goes into them. From what I understand, right?
2: That's right. So important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's obviously this could be probably fifteen podcasts with everything that you guys do <laughs> and as part of planning. But what are we focusing right. on today?
2: Well, you know, when people think of, you know, retirement income planning, I know that a lot of things, you know, come to mind. In, uh, and that's why I want to address that before we even get into details about all the various parts of putting together a plan. I know a lot of people look at their, you know, retirement plan, quote unquote, and they say, well, I've got a 401k, so I've got a plan. Mm-hmm or, you know, I've got a investment product, or I got an insurance product, or, uh, you know, I've got a portfolio, or, you know what I mean? these And they think, okay, yep, this is my plan for retirement. So when we're talking about a plan, we're talking about something that maybe includes all of those things, but those things in and of themselves are not what we would consider to be a retirement plan. They all make up the plan, they're all a part of it, but they're not a plan in and of itself. And, you know, a lot of people, I always like to tell people that, you know, hope is not a plan. You know Mm -hmm. i ask people are you ready for retirement yep i hope so you have enough (laughs) money saved up for retirement yep i hope yeah are you going to run out of retire run out of money in retirement hope not you know what i mean and so we really want to get people to a place where you know yeah definitely hope is a part of it but that shouldn't be your plan by itself there's more to it than that and we can move from hope to uh, certainty that's for sure
1: all right what's that first step to move from hope to certainty
2: well, when uh, when we talk about having a plan, the first thing I like to let everybody know is that you really don't have a plan unless it is written down. Mm. Um, again, a lot of people have this uh, plan. It's in their head. Uh, that's where it is. They know what their their ideas are, and maybe they have a spouse that doesn't know what their ideas are. But uh, we, we always recommend that, uh, that everyone has a plan. And one way you know if you have one, if, first of all, is that it is written down uh there was a study done by uh, called the benefits of retirement planning it said there's a stark difference between those who have a formal written plan and those who don't half of pre-retirees and retirees who have a formal written plan say they feel very prepared for retirement compared with just 17 percent of those without one Mm. so you know it's important number one that it is in writing that's the first step so i would ask the audience You know, first you have something that's written down that you can look at, that your spouse can look at, and you guys have agreed to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I heard a phrase a long time ago, what gets measured gets done. I don't even know where I heard it, but I've always – that's always stuck with me. What gets measured gets done. I know that's a lot of what you do with with planning and goal setting, but I I always liken it to currently what I'm doing, which is working on uh, my other house. I have to take right. a lot of measurements. If I don't write those measurements down, oh, right. it may get done, but it's not going to get done well, <laughs> or right. or accurately. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's important then, to get those things right.
2: Right, and then when you get busy, you you can always go back to the plan. And, yes. you know, distractions come, and that's what we say about you know retirement planning. You know, different things may happen, life events happen. A uh, stock market's change and those so forth, but you always go back to the written plan, which should, you know, address a lot of these, you know, uncertainties and a lot of the variables in the plan. So first, it's written down. Second, is based on a person's individual goals. I know there's books written about you know numbers and you know what's the number that everybody needs to to get to to make sure they have a secure retirement. Well, that number is going to be different for every single person, and mm-hmm. that's why retirement planning through a robo advisor. Uh, so-called retirement planning done online. These things are very difficult because what I found is that real good retirement planning is based on a relationships and it's based on good conversations and it's based on a proper questions. Um, and it really needs to be based on you know, a couple of key questions. And number one is what does retirement look like to you? And then you know, second, how much is that going to cost? You know, how much income do you need per month? One of the most interesting things that happens to people when they retire is that they may go from a job where they get paid every two weeks or twice a month, and all of a sudden, in retirement, you're basically getting paid once a month. Mm. Social Security comes in once a month. Your pension or annuity payments may come in once a month. And so you have to learn to live on a budget You know, once a month. So you have to know what your needs are. And so that that's a process where we look at someone's retirement budget and figure out how much has to come in every month not only to survive, but also have a you know desired lifestyle. We call we call it living expenses, and lifestyle expenses. How much has to come in just to be able to pay the bills and live, but also how much would have to come in for you to be able to do the things that you enjoy. And so that's that's an extremely important part. And it goes you know contrary to this whole idea of oh well all you need is you know four percent as long as you don't take out more than four percent of your assets. Uh, you'll have a comfortable retirement, or as long as you live on eighty percent of your pre-retirement income, you'll be fine. Uh, there's these general rules of thumb out there, but we think it's better to get specific and figure out how much income do you actually need per month to be able to support your lifestyle in retirement, where you live, and what you want to do. So that's that's a huge factor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What are some other
2: factors? So, absolutely. So we've got it. It's got to be written down. It's based on your goals. And third is it has to. It has to address all the potential risk. And that's something that I wanted to really just give a broad overview today in today's podcast And I know uh, that you and I have talked and we, we want to dig into all of these, mm-hmm. you know, in more detail in future podcasts. So I don't want anyone to think, well, I wish she would said more about that. I'm just going to give an overview today. These are the risks that we feel like you, you do not have a retirement income plan unless you have an answer for these risks and these risks. I'm going to mention all of them, there is an answer to them Uh, There is a way to deal with them, and uh, so that's why we want to make sure they're out there. The other two I'm going to give you real quick because I know we're not going to have time to talk about it today is uh, there's five parts to a plan. It's got to be written down. It's based on your goals. It answers all of the risks. It's principles-based, which we have five principles Hmm. of retirement income planning, which we'll talk about sometime, and then we have a three-bucket approach that utilizes all these principles and manages all these risks. So I know we're building, you know, little by little with our audience here and uh, giving them information, you know, uh, uh, just uh, piece by piece.
1: Yeah, but that's a good preview for what's coming up. So that's fantastic.
2: Right, exactly. You know, I read something before. It was another uh, study done by Society of Actuaries that said, for many Americans, retirement once viewed as a time of relaxation, travel and enjoying life with family and friends, has evolved into a time of financial uncertainty and fear, yeah. and uh, the reality is, the most people you know we meet that that's really the way they feel, until they get a plan that does what we just said. It's written down. It's based on their goals. It addresses all the variables. It's principles based, and it's a it's a simple approach. So I look forward to taking people from a place where they are uncertain. <laughs> Where they are fearful where they're not sure it's all gonna work out and get them to a place where they have confidence, which is really what a a financial or retirement plan should do for someone. Mm-hmm. Give them confidence. And so, you know, some of the big risks that are out there, you know, that we want people to have a plan for is, you know, one of the big ones is inflation. Um, inflation just means that obviously if if someone lives twenty-five to thirty years in retirement, which is a reality for you know, many people today. That means that the cost of goods over someone's lifetime could easily double with just you know modest rates of inflation of like even two and a half percent. So if you're living on a fixed income of 5,000 a month uh, net you know in retirement to start, that may give you a good lifestyle to begin. But by the time you're 90 years old or 85 years old, that may feel like you're only bringing in 2,500 a month. That's the idea. So you have yeah. to make sure that we've got a plan we've addressed that, hey, you need to make sure your income is able to keep up with inflation. And, uh, and so that's one of the big factors. And that's a that's an important point uh, on another scale, because for people in retirement, there's two areas where inflation, their inflation rate is higher for seniors than it is for any other category. And that is for housing and for health care. Mm. So even if regular health care costs go up by a certain percentage every year for people that are actually retired those percentages you know go up even higher and so you really have to make sure inflation is addressed in your plan
1: yeah absolutely
2: another one is you know health care cost uh, you know people always wonder you know how much that's going to cost and we try to put together you know a number to say you know uh, you know what it's going to cost per month but on average even someone on Medicare, The average cost of someone on medicare is still about five thousand dollars a year per person Mm. um so you know it's more than about four hundred dollars a month per person so if i'm helping someone with their budget you know we may budget 800 to 900 a month per couple or you know four to five hundred dollars per you know individual and so even though you go on medicare when you're turning 65 you'll you still need to make sure you're counting you know for those costs in your uh, retirement plan so that's a big one Another one is long-term care. Obviously, to me, one of the biggest financial risks that people have going into retirement is a potential long-term care stay. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's extremely expensive. Um, it is not covered by Medicare. It is not covered by health care. And uh, it only gets paid for you know, out-of-pocket or through an insurance policy. And so when someone has dementia or Alzheimer's, or they can't perform two out of the six activities of daily living, like eating or Bathing or transferring from one room to another, all of a sudden Medicare and, and the healthcare industry basically says, "Well, that's not healthcare anymore. That's long-term care, and they stop paying for it, and you as the individual have to pay for it unless you have insurance to cover it." All kinds of statistics out there that show that the average couple age 65, you know, 70 percent chance one of the two or both are going to need some sco- sort of long-term care assistance over their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Eric, uh, that's very expensive. You know, where we are in, you know, in the Kansas City area, the average cost per month for you know long-term care or assisted living things, it's about five thousand dollars a month.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: And so um, it, it's a massive expense. And the average length of time in a long-term care facility is about three years. So if you take five thousand a month for a year, sixty thousand. If you do that for three years, it's one hundred eighty thousand dollars. So when I'm talking to a client, I always let them know that the financial risk of long-term care is $180,000 per person Jeez. in retirement. So you either have to may, try to figure out a way to self-insure or you know, make sure we figure out a way to cover that. And that's part of planning, figuring out what is the best way to cover that massive potential future risk. No one knows if it's going to happen to them, so you've got to prepare for it.
1: Yeah, that's scary. I mean, that's just... Yeah. there's so many other things that you want to be focusing on, you know, when you're near retirement or in retirement, you just don't want to have to be concerned about all that.
2: So true. I mean, I really appreciate the fact that you'd said that because yeah, you, you get to this place, you've saved your whole life, you've planned, and then all of a sudden, you know, all the money you have saved up, you see it dwindling, going away for mm-hmm. long-term care costs, or your, even your kids. You may have, your, your desire might have been, oh, this is my inheritance for my kids, and all of a sudden, they're trying to make sure you're taken care of, and all the money they would have received is going to long-term care. It's just, the whole idea is someone can't just put their head in the sand and say it's not gonna happen. The best thing to do is to look at it square and figure out what's the best way to cover that potential risk that's best for you you know best for your family and and i do know the people that have that covered they know they've got a plan for long-term care there is a significant peace of mind for them as they're going through retirement they don't have to sit there their whole retirement years and say oh boy we better not touch that money just in case i need it for the nursing home We can't touch this we can't go there can't do that because i may mm-hmm. need it for assistance you know what i mean those kinds of things so it's just best to get it deal with that risk take it off the table and enjoy your retirement that's for sure
1: yeah absolutely
2: another one is taxes um obviously you know we have got a major problem in this country with the federal debt uh and then i look as, at historically the top federal tax rates in america and right now you know historically we're very low uh when you look at what tax rates have been in the past and so w- when i talk about retirement income planning and the risk of taxes going up that's important because when someone starts retirement, you know, I used an example earlier of five thousand dollars a month. You know, we we can figure out today when someone starts. Well, you know what? If you take five thousand dollars a month in, you you might be in the fifteen to twenty percent tax bracket all in. But what we have to do when we put together a plan is say, hey, we're going to start with fifteen to twenty percent tax, but we have to all know what we're going to do. Where are we going to get the money if they raise taxes from twenty to thirty or twenty to forty mm-hmm. over your lifetime, which is a very real possibility. So taxes have to be included in your plan,
1: so you're saying that Uncle Sam's going to want all that money back that they've used for the businesses and and, and all the people out there
2: well absolutely <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are shocked when they find out their their Social security income is taxed, you know yeah, uh, even after all those years they're paid into Social security, and uh, all of a sudden they they have to pay tax on the way back out but uh yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's a massive amount of, you know, debt in America, but there's also massive amounts of money sitting in people's 401ks in IRAs and qualified accounts that have never been taxed. Mm-hmm. And so you, you definitely just have to, you know, you, you have to look at it and say, there's a, you know, to me, there's a very real possibility that one of the ways they can deal with the, uh, with the debt crisis in America is looking at people's 401ks. And so we've got to have a plan that says, what would we do if taxes increased?
1: yeah absolutely
2: another one is you know we just mentioned it and that is you know social security you know most people are counting on social security and retirement uh, but if you read a social security statement or go to their website there there's a statement that's been on here for years that says the law governing benefit amounts may change because by 2034 and that used to seem like a long time away the payroll taxes collected will be enough to pay only about 77% of scheduled benefits. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we just have to be aware and say, you know what, I I don't want to scare anybody, especially people that are already in retirement or, you know, to me, anyone that's close to retirement, I can't imagine them changing what you're going to get from Social Security. But the reality is, the money coming in in 2034 is only going to be enough to pay out 77% of benefits. So something has to be done with Social Security. And when we talk about financial planning or retirement planning, one of the things we have to do is say, If this is your Social Security amount, when you start retirement, what would we do? What should we put in this plan to say what would happen if they dropped it by 25%? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they'll do that. I don't think they will do that, but that's one of the things they certainly could do. And that's what good planning is. It's just looking at all the potential variables saying, okay, if taxes go up or Social Security goes down, what is the plan for that? And it's all written down.
1: Yeah, what are are the options? That's definitely something you need to discuss.
2: Right, exactly. Another one is the fact that people don't have pensions. You know, there was a you know, there's the risk of non-guaranteed lifetime income. I know the government just passed the Secure Act here at the end of two thousand and nineteen that added some extra provisions so that annuities and things like this can be added to four hundred one k plans because, uh, you know, when people used to retire, you know, uh, back uh, maybe our parents' generation or even before that, most people. You know had a pension they didn't have a 401k -hmm. and the the advantage of the pension if you talk to anybody that has a pension they love it because as long as they're alive they're going to get paid yeah it's a guaranteed income for life and so a lot of people don't have pensions anymore from their companies so you've got to figure out what's the best way to give you an income stream that's guaranteed or you know as close to guaranteed as possible for as long as either you or your spouse is living Mm -hmm. that's a big one yeah it, and then we just have you know another couple more riskier you know stock market volatility. You know, obviously, even in the last uh, twenty years. So think about a twenty-year period of time, two thousand through uh, you know uh, May of twenty twenty. Um, in those twenty years, there's been three times where the market has dropped more than twenty percent in one year. Some of them, you know, even more drastically. Uh, especially in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, was down over forty percent, and then even this year, where mm-hmm. it was down over twenty percent. So if you think about that, someone in retirement, someone who is planning for retirement, saving for retirement, they got a long way to recover. You know, they the stock market's probably going to recover if you have 5 years or more before you need money, but for someone who's living on withdrawals or living in what we call the distribution phase of retirement and you're used to taking 4 to 5% out of your portfolio every year, if the market, you know, eliminates 20% of your portfolio while you take out 5, there goes one quarter of your entire savings, but you still need income the next year.
1: Yeah, wow.
2: And so one of the biggest risks that I see people going to retirement is this whole concept of you know, average annual rates of return. Hey, as long as I average 6% a year and I pull out 5%, I should never run out of money in retirement. But the reality is it's very possible to average six and withdraw 5% a year and run out of money in retirement. And that's because of a thing called the sequence of returns. And mm-hmm. uh, I think, Eric, we'll probably have to have an entire show about that because that's probably one of the biggest things that most people don't understand. I would say, you know, even many advisors in our industry, especially people, uh, you know, average Americans who just saved and saved for retirement, don't realize the impact that the order the returns comes in, what kind of an impact that makes once you're in the distribution phase.
1: Yeah, and, and that's something that they need to be speaking to a professional about, because they're, it's very complex.
2: Very complex. And it's very important, because we don't have time to recover. Uh, like I said, if you're five years out or more from retirement, you may be able to make some mistakes with your investing and, and have time to recover. But while you're in it, when you're 72 years old, and the market goes down 40% one year, and all your money's tied to the market, mm-hmm. uh, that can make a dramatic impact on everything else that you do. And that's not the... That's not the uncertainty and fear, we're trying to eliminate. And so with proper planning, I can tell you that there are ways to eliminate the sequence of returns risk, the stock market volatility risk, and and give people peace of mind. And I know that's that's going to be a great show. And I look forward to talking about these things right here. We're talking about right now in detail.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're gonna, there's a lot to cover.
2: <laughs> yep. And then, and then the last one I'll mention, you know, right here, and that is just, you know, people's own investor, you know, behavior. Um, You know that's what another reason why people need a coach you need to have a plan because if you have a plan Then it gives you something to base your investment decisions on when you don't have a plan It's easy to buy and sell and get in and get out and overweight and underweight and uh, You know fear and greed and you know all these things that happen to people because they they're afraid of making a mistake Mm -hmm. Uh, they're afraid because all their retirement depends on it and that's why I think you and I talked before, and that is, you know, it's never too early to have a retirement income plan. Uh, you really need to have one because that that should make your investment decisions for you. you. You make all your investment decisions going forward in the context of that plan. Where does it fit in the plan? What purpose is it accomplishing? Not, is it a good investment? Not, will it have a good rate of return? Not, does it sound good? It, it's where does it fit in your plan? And that's why it's so important to have a plan. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it eliminates investor behavior, which is the main reason why people don't get the rates of return they ought to get. And that's because of our own emotional, you know, instincts. Mm-hmm. Why it's important not only to have a plan, but also a planner. And, and that's the biggest risk the lack of a plan. Um, all these, think about all the risks we talked about long term care, inflation, taxes, lack of social security. But to me, the biggest risk is if you don't have a plan and here's how you know if you don't have a plan it's not written down you don't know what you would do about every single one of these risks we just talked about it's not based on your goals and it ought to be very specific principles based written down and an answer to what would we do if any of these variables happened to us mm-hmm. you can imagine the peace of mind someone would have if they knew oh, yeah let's go to the plan All right, the social security just went down or tax went up what did the plan say we're supposed to do Mm-hmm. What investments are we using for this and that? And that's what you do. So you start with the plan and then we make our investment recommendations once the plan is in place.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the the bottom line is that you, how much would you pay to sleep better at night? I mean, and so it, having that plan and being able to say, okay, this is what I need to be saving every month. This is what I need to be focusing on here. I think it's right. people just can, really equate it to sleeping better at night. I know that I have a plan in place. I know that I'm doing a certain thing. Maybe I'm cutting some some things out of my budget today to be able right. to save for tomorrow, whatever it is. But knowing that, it, man, I, I would love to have that l- much less stress right. in my life, right?
2: <laughs> some people call it, yeah, sleep insurance. You know what I mean? There you go, exactly. yeah. It, it's important to have it. And like you said, it really is about being able to sleep there's no reason for someone who is let's say within five years of wanting to retire still wondering uh if they're gonna be able to retire is all gonna work out no sit down with you know somebody here especially wise wealth we've all been trained and and doing retirement and complaining like this um but even during retirement you know you you work your whole life you saved you you sacrificed to be able to save so that you can actually walk away you think about anybody that actually retires that means they they literally you know sacrifice some things to put money aside so that they can literally you know get an income stream one of these days without working mm-hmm. so you finally get to that point and the last thing you want to do is when you're 75 years old and 80 still be wondering you know what are we going to do if this happens we're we going to do if that happens the stock market every day you know going you know, so you know there's a way to protect ourselves from all of these variables you know protect the income grow the rest there's some of these principles that we're going to get into i know in another show that will just give people uh the peace of mind that they need and then you know the final risk i'll just mention real quick is longevity risk longevity is the big one uh, that's the risk of outliving your assets it's you know every survey of baby boomers you know it, it's always ends up being number one in the list longevity the risk about mm-hmm. living your assets most people don't know how long they're going to live most people don't know if they have enough money to make it that long and so you have to to deal with that risk and it's important to deal with that risk simply because longevity risk is what we call the risk multiplier the longer someone lives the more potential that these other risks are actually going to affect them
1: Mm -hmm.
2: understand what i'm saying so in other words yeah if you live a long time inflation is going to affect you if you live a long time more than likely taxes increases are going to come after you if you live a long time, you may see changes to your social security. If you live a long time, you're going to experience stock market volatility. There will be massive 25%, 35 40%, 40% drops in the market you know, several times during retirement years, yeah. the longer someone lives. So you just think about it. So the longer someone's lived, the more potential these other risks have an ability to impact. And so we've got to deal with longevity, make sure someone we know what someone's income need is. And we know how to, you know, guarantee that as much as possible for as long as you know they're alive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing: living longer, it's fantastic. I, I would love for my parents to live longer, but at the same time, we also know that medical expenses—it's going to cost more to live longer. I, I haven't <laughs> I seen hate. medical costs yep. go down. Uh, just that's just me, right. but you know, yep. that's It's true. great, but uh, it'll definitely yep. cost you to live longer. So, all those yep. things—that that is definitely the multiplier yep. there. True. Are there any other things that we need to cover today? I mean, you've given so many previews of upcoming podcasts. We probably have 10 just sketched out right (laughs) now, uh, which is fantastic. But anything else we need to hear for today's podcast?
2: Yeah, the only other thing is I'm really focused on, you know, what is an actual retirement income plan today? And, you know, we've talked about it, you know, written based on Mm -hmm. your goals, answers all the risks. It's based on principles. And it is, we, we use the three bucket approach to handle that, but- The reason why I make such a big deal about those things that I just mentioned is because I see a lot of retirement income plans or financial plans that's 100% based still on asset allocation or a risk tolerance profile.
1: Mm.
2: Most financial planning amounts to answering the questions on a risk profile questionnaire and then giving some investment advice that tinkers with the asset allocation and diversification. Again, all those things are extremely important. But it's all within the context of a plan. There's way more to it than just a you know Monte Carlo report that shows what percentage chance you have of not outliving your money, and there's a lot more that goes into it than just an investment you know portfolio recommendation. Yeah, you notice today, even during our conversation, I this whole show has been about what goes into a plan, and I haven't even talked about. Portfolios,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or
2: you know how you should build, how your portfolio should be instructed, or what your asset allocation should be, because all those decisions are based within once we know what the plan is, and how much assets you have, and when you want to retire, and those sorts of things, then we we can address those other things. So I I see that most financial planning quote unquote falls short because it only addresses um, investment risk, or you know what I mean, or someone's risk profile. And only handles you know the actual investment risks that are out there, not these other ones like healthcare, inflation, taxes, those sorts of things. So, um, just make sure you know. I would tell the audience this to make sure that uh, you actually have a plan that prepares you for retirement, not just for investing.
1: Yeah. And Steven, I know that this is not a podcast about scare tactics or any of that stuff. You talked a lot about right. risk today. And and really, I know that the purpose of you doing that is to make people ask the question, am I covered? And that's what I think that everybody right. listening to this, all those different podcast ideas that you you just spilled out mm-hmm. today, we're going to be covering in future podcasts, but yes. I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of people with questions right now that would like some answers. Mm-hmm. So how do they get a hold of you so that you can start answering those questions for them?
2: Yes, thank you. The best way to do that would be to go to our website, which is simply WiseWealth.com. W-I-S-E-W-E-A-L-T-H, WiseWealth.com. There's a Contact Us button on that website they can go to and reach out to us. They can also call our office at 816-246-WISE. That's 816-246-9473. Uh, They can contact us and we'll send them just, you know, we'll have a conversation, send a quick worksheet and and help people get started. And I appreciate what you just said, though, again, because, you know, we're talking about risk not to, you know, to scare people, Mm -hmm. but because these are the things that are so important that often get overlooked that once they're addressed, you talk about being able to sleep, you talk about being able to have peace of mind. That's what we'll give it to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Help anybody that wants to reach out.
1: Yeah. Anybody who's studied history knows that it's not always pleasant. It's not always fun to talk about the things that have happened in history, but we need to know what happened in history so that history doesn't repeat itself. And it's the same thing. You're telling people things as an educational component of what you do. And we all need to know about them and and not stick our heads in the sand like ostriches. We just need to be able to face them and say, okay, let me make sure that I'm okay with this, with this specific risk or this situation. So Stephen, thank you so much for your time today.
2: You're welcome. Great to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, audience, for tuning in and listening to the Simplify Your Retirement podcast with Stephen Strickland. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Stephen comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And if you've got somebody in your in your circle of friends or within your family that is looking at retiring fairly soon, next five, 10 years maybe this is one you want to share with them. They need to hear about these different things so they can be prepared and do the right thing and make sure they have that plan in place. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Wise Wealth, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Simplify Your Retirement Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wise Wealth LLC or Simplify Your Retirement. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of a financial advisor or other qualified financial professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.